Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 21, titled Winter Driving and Survival Tips. I'm your host, Tom. If you are new to the podcast, Small Scale Life is a weekly podcast all about developing a small-scale life through healthy living, gardening, frugal living, and having adventures along the way. The podcast is almost a year old, so thank you for joining up. Please check us out uh, on iTunes and rate and... Uh, you know, put some comments in on the uh, on the podcast there. We're also on Stitcher, so so thank you for tuning in, and uh, and I hope you guys are staying warm. How are you doing, man? Is it warm enough for you? I mean, it is freaking cold up here in Minnesota. We have been getting pounded with sub-zero temperatures, and the wind chill has just been driving our temps down into the negative 20, negative 30 degree Fahrenheit range, and some of our areas have just been really cold. We've also been getting uh, getting a dump of snow. We've got probably, probably about a foot of snow on the ground now, and that's really from two major snowstorms that have come through come through we got one uh last friday night into saturday and uh a lot of us just hunkered down of course with my youngest son playing varsity basketball we had a basketball game so we were out and about in that um and it was fun driving conditions a week ago over a week ago now my brother-in-law sister-in-law were involved in a wreck it was again another six inch snowstorm and they were going to a party and uh and they were involved in the wreck. They're okay. The car ended up being totaled. Um, unfortunately, their Honda CRV, which was actually held up in the crash pretty well, but uh, with deployment of airbags and, and extensive front end damage, they actually totaled the car. So, fortunately, they were okay. But the point is that weather conditions can really impact our driving, and, and we can find ourselves in trouble relatively quickly. So, this is the second part essentially of a of a series on winter driving and survival tips. Last time we talked about preparing your house and yourself for cold weather and winter weather conditions. Now we're going to talk about preparing your your vehicle and driving and surviving in winter conditions. Uh, I was out this week. Um, in fact, I was out yesterday out in some rural spots where it wasn't great out. It wasn't great out there on some of these low maintenance roads and, uh, my little uh, work vehicle didn't handle a small drift too well. So uh, it's kind of a wake-up call saying, um, hey, you need to follow your advice, own advice here. And uh, and so I figured I would tell you guys about it and uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that I'm going to do here going forward. So hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully things are going well in this last few days before Christmas. Um, I'm planning a couple things right before Christmas. Uh kind of gear you up for it. Um, I hope you and your family are doing well. Uh, I know that some folks in our family are not doing that great. Their health is not doing very well. So spend time with your family while you can. Um, just enjoy the moment and make some memories. It's not about the stuff. It's more about spending time with your family and friends at this point. And uh, gifts are gifts. It's stuff. You know, you don't need it. Instead, you want to spend time and make some memories with your family and friends. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, that said, let's talk a little bit about driving out in the cruddy winter conditions. Uh, if you're down in Florida or Texas, well, some parts of Texas get snow and ice. But uh, if you're down in places where you don't get snow, then I guess you can just go on to the next podcast, right? But uh, it's good stuff anyway. It's good stuff to know. And even in, you might not get snow down in 
southern regions, you do get ice storms, and those can be pretty deadly too. Just it makes um, you know without the snow and ice removal equipment like we've got up here in the Great White North, things can get pretty pretty messy pretty fast. I mean, if you remember Atlanta a couple of years ago, it looked like a actual episode of The Walking Dead where they got snow and ice. Buses got stranded, cars got stranded, let all the businesses out and the schools out at the same time, jammed up everything, and it turned into a royal disaster. So even though you might be in the, in the southern areas, you can still learn a little bit. You can still you know, share your thoughts about um, surviving in winter conditions with that glazed ice. That Those can be pretty, pretty dreadful uh, storm events as well. So let's talk a little bit about vehicle safety first. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week, um, you know, making sure your vehicle has fluids and is in proper working order. Uh, some things that you really want to carry, uh, we'll talk about a kit here in a minute, but one of the, one item, but it, one item that I carry that I've carried since I was young in my vehicles are jumper cables. You really need to have a set of jumper cables in your vehicle. Uh, they're relatively inexpensive. You can get them at O'Reilly or Pep Boys or even a big box hardware store for around 20 to 50 bucks. And when your battery's dead, there's just no easier way to get them going than, than hook up batteries from your car to another, to a car that's operating and, and jump the car. And basically you're hooking up, you know, the, the cables to the batteries and, and uh, while the one car is running, giving it some energy, uh, when your battery's dead, you, you turn the key. So it's, it's pretty simple. Um, I've got a link to a Pep Boys article talks about jumping your car properly and uh you know check that out you know pep boys they they do car stuff all the time uh one thing too uh you'll might notice as you're digging around your battery uh your contacts uh, but between the the battery and uh where the cables connect those sometimes do get corroded it's acid after all that's having a reaction and it creates that creates energy. So sometimes uh, those get corroded and you do need to clean those off with a wire brush. But uh, we're not going to get into that now. We're not car talk here. We're just, uh, these are general things, things to look out for, especially the older model, model cars. It seems like I would always get corrosion on on the battery poles there and I would need to, to clean them off. Um, you know, once you do get your car started and you get, get operating again, let it run for a bit. Let that alternator do the work. The alternator will 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 charge up that battery. So let it run for a while, and uh, you know it's even best to do some driving. You know just to charge up that battery, give it some charge. And and batteries die in the cold. Cold and extreme heat are two conditions for your batteries to die. If it keeps dying continually, like every day you're having to jump your car, then it's probably time for a new battery. So pay attention to how your car is operating. Pay attention to that battery. You might need a new one. <laughs> and it and it could be the alternator too. If you're running your car and uh, you turn on the air or the heat and the whole car almost shuts down, it's probably an alternator that's not working properly. It's not charging that battery and your whole car is operating on your battery. So I've had that happen too. And uh, you know, it's car stuff. I call it car hell. We all go through car hell unless you have brand new vehicles all the time. But uh, you know, older cars, tend to have these problems and they uh, stuff wears out over time. I wish it didn't. I wish that wasn't the case, but uh, you know, they do. And that's why it's really important. Um, just a budgeting tip here as we're getting into the new year, 
we've been working on our budget, but budget some money in for car maintenance. That that way, every time you do have some car repairs, it's not a holy crap moment. You uh, you actually have some money set aside for it, and you know work. I'm the pot calling the kettle black here because. Uh, uh, we we are getting back on the budgeting train, and we'll have another podcast about that soon, but not right now. Um, talking about uh, stuff you should have in your car, um, a lot of people talk about having a safety kit. Well, what goes in a safety kit? That's a pretty good question. Um, you know, I had some ideas, and then also uh, there's a lot of uh, emergency management folks out there, people that are hired by the government to to work on emergency management and they have put together some of these groups have put together some really good ideas and tips one is um, the Wisconsin emergency management team at ready.wisconsin.wi.gov I've got a link in the show notes already so just go to the show notes you can see this stuff um, but it's a really good idea to assemble or buy there are some commercially available ones but you want to have some of your own things assemble a kit for your car and this is something that you just put together and put in your car and you've got it you know it's there just in case something happens um, a good safety kit will include the following items in no particular order but it's good to have these things jumper cables we talked about those already that's kind of like item item one um Another thing to have in your in your kit is a windshield scraper, a scraper. You know, you can get these at the uh, at every uh, store up here in the Twin Cities. Sells them or up in the Upper Midwest, and those have uh, an edge where you can get the snow and the ice off the windshield of your car. It also has a brush, so you can brush off the snow. They're worth their weight in gold. If you don't have one, and um, if you don't have one, you're in trouble. But uh, these things tend to break when you have those freezing rains. You get that big, thick, um, that thick bunch of ice on your windshield. You'll find that they just snap right off. So it, it's always good to have a backup. Um, I know we lived in Illinois. We had an ice storm, and the inch the 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 ice was like an inch thick on our windshield, and it was such a pain to get off. Uh, we we had to just turn on the car, jam the heat, and let the car warm up and melt some of that ice before we could even try to get it off. And in fact, uh, with the passenger window and the driver window, we actually rolled, we're able to, now don't do this because you might break your window, but we actually rolled down the window and punched out the, the sheet of ice. Now, it doesn't usually happen like that, and you can really screw up your automatic windows, your your mechanical windows because that ice will get in there and freeze up pretty good but uh, in this case we were able to it was kind of interesting but uh, yeah have a windshield scraper those are important Um, have a flashlight with some extra working batteries flashlights are good you can signal people Um, just if your car dies out somewhere remote in the remote spot you can use a flashlight uh, for all kinds of things so have a flashlight with some extra batteries they also recommend having a battery-powered radio. So you've got those batteries that can be used for your flashlight or radio. That way you can listen to storms and, or the weather or um, see what's going on. Or it keeps you company if you're stranded somewhere for a while. Have some water in your kit. I've got six bottles of water in my, in my work vehicle right now. And unfortunately, I know for a fact because I checked them 
uh, they're all frozen solid. So that's not going to do me much, much good. And even this is after a full day out in the field, you know, with the heat on, they're still frozen. So check your water before you go out. You might want to get some actual thawed water, uh, not frozen popsicle uh, before you go. Uh, have some snack food in your kit. Something with energy bar, something to give you energy. That's always a good thing if you're you're going to be stuck for a while in some remote spot. Um, they suggested having matches and small candles. I suppose you can have that. Um, I guess I'd worry that I'd set something on fire with my luck. You know, you'd set down the candle, knock it over, and then you'd have a fire in your car. But uh, they do give off a little bit of heat, and um, you know, you could have some of that in your car. I suppose if your batteries are dead, you can always resort to that. Uh, hat, number eight, have some extra, an extra hat, socks, and mittens in your kit. And this is pretty good. Sometimes uh, you get snow down your boots or um, you somehow run out of the house without your hat. Always have some extra things on hand just to, uh, in case you're out there and you're getting really cold you can, or get wet, you can change those things out. Have a first aid kit and a pocket knife. These things are good to have just whenever or wherever you are. Some people, um, some people might want to bring necessary medications. Number ten, you know, if you're you're diabetic and you know you need some things, well, it's probably a good idea to bring some extra things along with you. Number eleven, have a blanket or sleeping bag in your vehicle if you're going to be stranded a while or if you're stuck uh, in a drift. Having a blanket or sleeping bag, it's just going to keep you warmer. It's you're not going to be running your car all the time. Um, you'll just stay warmer this way. So. Um, and again, if you're involved in an accident or, or if someone's in, you come up onto an accident, you might need that blanket to cover somebody up as they're going into shock. So it's a good thing to have in your cars, have a blanket. Number 12, have a tow chain or rope. This will help if you get stuck in a drift. Uh, yesterday I was driving on a, uh, driving on a road and I saw something I needed to look, take a look at and I pulled off and, uh, there was just a little drift there, just a little drift. And with my work car, there's just not a lot of clearance between the axle and the, the road. And I pulled off and plowed through that drift. And so lo and behold, I suddenly was stuck. <laughs> it was stuck. But it was okay. I mean, I uh, it wasn't a very big drift. And I was able to rock it in and out. Uh, that's just one way you can get out of it. Uh, some people did stop and they were going to help me out. But I was able to get it, get it out of the drift before anybody had to push or had to call a tow truck or anything. But if you have that tow chain or rope, um, you can have a ve another vehicle pull you out that way. 13, uh, have road salt, sand, or cat litter in your vehicle. This will uh, help on, if throw some of that down, um, it gives your tires a little bit of grit, a little bit of traction when you, uh, when you have a snow drift there and you're kind of stuck in it. Uh, what I did yesterday is I kicked the snow away from underneath the, the tires and, and kind of cleared a path. Uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't have a shovel, but uh, that's another thing you can add to your, your kit here is a, is a, is a shovel. Uh, but I used my boot and I just kind of kicked the snow away and then I was able to, to rock it in and out going forward and then back and then forward and then back. But if you have something like road salt sand or cat litter, your wheels will get a little bit of get a little bit of traction and a little bit of grit and uh, you'll you'll not spin and that's one thing that you know if you've ever been stuck in mud you know you just can't get traction it just it's slippery you know snow ice is slip are slippery so having some of that on hand is a good thing now some people have said have have a pickle jar have pickle juice in a pickle jar and you can throw that under your tires and then it'll melt the snow 
I've never done it. I mean, a brine is nothing but salt and water and maybe some other things, but uh, I suppose that would work. But um, some people here in the Twin Cities swear by it. They always carry their pickle juice in their car. Beats me. It sounds just like a recipe for a big mess if you break the jar or something, you know? And of course, if it's cold outside and your pickle juice freezes, you could crack your jar. You can't use a big block of frozen pickle juice. Although I think the temperature would have to be extremely cold for salt water to to uh, to freeze. Anyway, just something people around here do. Number 14, have emergency flares or reflectors in your car. This is probably a good idea. I mean, you can set flares and that'll keep people from hitting you. Uh, people don't pay attention sometimes when they're driving. They'll just follow lights and, and you know, they'll just run into cars. I've seen it, you know, we've seen videos of... of police troopers jumping out of the way just in time as a car just smashes into uh, into them as they're stopped on the side of the road. It happens. So having some flares or reflectors are a good thing too. Plus flares, fire those up and it's another warning um, to people driving by that you need help. Number 15, have a whistle to attract attention. Uh, if you've been with me to a basketball game, you know that I, uh, I can shout and yell pretty loud, but eventually you're going to go hoarse. You're just going to, you're Vocal cords aren't used to that kind of thing, and, and you will go hoarse. Having a whistle will attract attention because it's just a different sound, and uh, with minimal effort, um, you can keep that noise going without destroying your vocal cords. So it's a good idea to have a whistle in your pack. And finally, 16, having a cell phone charger cables. Uh, I said a charger block. They uh, And, of course, you have to have those charged up, but they sell the blocks, those extra battery blocks, they can just plug your phone in too and get a charge out of those pretty quickly. So, um, so that's a good um, that's a good safety kit for your car from the Wisconsin Emergency Management Team. I think those are really good items to have, and I'm going to be working on putting that together for me. I've got several of those items. Uh, but I'll be putting them in a bin and having them in the back end of my car. That's really what you do. You just put these things in a bin and have them re- at the ready. You might never have to use them, but uh, but at least you've got them and you'll be set and ready to go. It's a really good idea. So um, one other thing with the kit, you know, like I said, check your water before you go. Just make sure that it's not a block of ice. Um, you know, get fresh waters and uh and then if you're going to put the stuff in your trunk, you know, make sure that you can access your trunk. Sometimes with the freezing rain or the, you know, your trunk will ice up and you can't even get it open. So make sure that you can access this uh, wherever you are if when you're driving. So just some good ideas there, some good things with the, uh, with the, car, with the uh, safety kit there for your car. Now, as I said yesterday, <clears throat> I was out driving and, and got, got the work vehicle stuck in a small drift, and I was able to get it out, thank God. But, uh, you know, the moral of the story with this is, um, with, you know, probably the number one driving tip <laughs> is never trust a puddle or a snow drift. That's the number one driving tip, but, you know, a puddle, um, you just don't know how deep it is. And the same thing with the snow drift. You just never know how deep that drift is until you're in the middle of it. And uh, bad things can happen if you don't know how deep something is, right? Um, it always looks like some, it always looks smaller than it actually is. I ran into this uh, this fall 
I was down near Mankato and there was a uh, an area where it was draining across this low maintenance road. Uh, it was dra- draining from the Wisconsin, uh, sorry, the Minnesota River, uh, the backwaters across the road and into another side, the other side. And uh, I was just looking at it, and it, it I, kn- I know people had driven across it, but in the little work vehicle, I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And the same thing yesterday. I, I should have known better than to just bomb off and on the side road here where this small drift was. You know, you. You just think that your car has more clearance between that axle and the road, and, and you think, ah, oh, I can just get through that. But um, no, it doesn't happen that way. It's always deeper, always deeper than you think. So that's probably rule number one: is uh, is never trust a puddle or snow drift. That's a pretty important one. Uh, number two: if you have four wheel drive, use it. However, you're not indestructible. Once upon a time in my career, I worked at the Minnesota Department of Transportation's Traffic Management Center, and uh, we controlled all the ramp meters and the cameras around town, and uh, we talked to the state patrol often uh, because they were connected to us. We observed a lot of crashes over my two or three years working in that position, and a lot of them involved four-wheel drive vehicles, uh, SUVs and other Jeeps. People thought they were indestructible when they got in their four-wheel drive. And uh, they thought, no matter what the conditions were, I can go as fast as I want because I've got four-wheel drive. They feel like Rambo. But you're not indestructible, and you tend to take too many chances with four-wheel drive. Now, in cases where you've got four-wheel drive, use it. You know, Uh, In that case yesterday in the small drift, you know, if I had four-wheel drive, it wouldn't have been a problem. But... um, you know, you're not indestructible. So always keep that in mind when you're driving. You're not Superman. You're not Rambo. Um, if four-wheel drive is nice, use it where possible, but uh, use common sense too. Another driving tip that uh, that I've learned over time, and I was kind of, uh, I was playing with Jules a little bit on Friday when we were driving to the, uh, the basketball game across town in the snow as it was snowing. Um, do not accelerate on snow-covered or ice-covered turns. You know, you come up to a to a turn, uh, an intersection, you know, just don't accelerate along that turn. You're going to start to slide. Your your wheels will start to spin. You'll lose control. I did it a little bit, and she, was, she gave me the look like, hey, knock it off, guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you do start to slide, just take your foot off the accelerator. Uh, let the wheels... Um, you know, let everything kind of slow down. Uh, don't panic. That's another big key too in all this. Don't panic. Don't keep punching the accelerator because then you'll slide even more and you'll lose control. So yeah, I was just playing with her a little bit and she was giving me the hard, uh, the long look of, uh, yeah, don't get us in a wreck. We don't need a wreck. And, uh, I kept laughing, but, um, yeah, don't accelerate on the snow covered or ice covered uh, turns or at intersections. It's just, you're going to lose control. Uh, another big tip for driving in this kind of conditions, um, really be careful on ramps and bridges. If you think about it, um, your exit ramps and your bridges are up high. And if the wind's blowing, you're going to have blowing snow across those. Uh, the DOT is going to put down a lot of salt on those structures and on those pieces of roadway. And, and it'll melt 
the ice. It'll melt the snow. But uh, with that wind blowing, it's going to freeze up again. I mean, salt is only so good. Sand is only so good. And uh, you'll see that those areas can get really slick. So really be careful on ramps and bridges. Um, you know, another really uh, bad spot are uh, roads or sidewalks on the north side of structures. Like you have a wall or a building and you're on the north side. Uh, that area just doesn't get a lot of sunlight. You can, this is, ties into gardening too. So if you're planting something on the north side of a structure, you're not going to get a lot of light. The sun is not going to um, get over that structure. It'll be in shadow all the time. So no matter how much sand and salt you'll throw down on the road to try to melt that ice and push that snow out of the way, any moisture is going to freeze up and it's going to be really slippery in those areas. So ramps and bridges, sidewalks and roads that are on the north side of a structure or just ramps and bridges in general, those areas are going to really ice up. So really be careful there. Really be careful in those areas. Um, you know, you just don't want to spin out. And, uh, you know, another good story from our traffic management center days. Um, one morning we were working uh, the rush hour and it was down by the Mall of America, and there's some really big bridges, and it's all uh, 494 is an east-west roadway, but there's some big retaining walls over by the Mall of America. And the state patrol says, "Hey, spin this camera over this way. We want to look at this." And we did, and and it was a ramp up to I think 24th, 24th Street, right by the Mall of America, and cars were coming up the ramp and just spinning like tops they would hit uh, a bunch of ice that formed there and they would just spin so uh, and there's nothing you could do nothing you could do until uh, the dot put more sand and salt down but uh, those areas can get really treacherous so you just have to really watch yourself another driving tip that i give when i teach classes to new drivers commercial drivers uh, for operation lifesaver um Give yourself plenty of extra time to get where you're going. People make a lot of bad decisions when they're late, when they're in a hurry, and bad things just tend to happen. You know, when when I'm giving presentations to new drivers or commercial drivers, um, I talk about this all the time. We have a couple slides about that. Some people late to work and they go around the railroad gates and get hit by a train, uh, and the results are devastating. Same thing when you're driving and you just, you know, you're taking shortcuts. You're you're not giving yourself enough time. Uh, you're running behind, and then you're just going to get sloppy. You're just going to make some bad decisions, and things are going to happen, and they happen fast. So really. Give yourself plenty of extra time. If you're going to be late, make the phone call. Tell people, hey, I'm going to be late. Sorry about that. I'll make it up to you. Whatever you need to do. But just you know, try to give yourself enough time to get to where you're going. Just remember, bad things happen, happen when you're in a hurry and running behind. So give yourself plenty of extra time. It's not a race. You'll get there, but get there safely. And uh, perhaps, again, one of the bigger items, I left it for number seven, um, is don't panic. Uh, I was uh, messaging with somebody who's working the oil patch way out in Colorado, and uh, I asked them, what do they do when you have bad roads up there? I mean, these are low-maintenance roads out in the middle of nowhere, and probably one of the biggest things is do not panic. If you panic, things bad things are going to happen. You're going to make some bad decisions, right? This is all about bad decisions. So um, don't panic. Things are going to be okay. Calm down, take a breath, um, take your foot off the accelerator, 
you'll you'll be okay. Uh, just don't panic. Because again, people make bad idea, bad decisions when they're late or when they're panicking. Okay, things are going to be all right. Don't panic. You're you're planning for this. You're preparing for this. So there's no reason to panic. So those are seven key um, seven key tips for driving and this kind of stuff. And, and, um, you know, I, I failed on, on one of them yesterday and almost got stuck in a snowdrift. So, uh, it can happen. It happens all the time. Um, it happens to the best of us. Not that I'm the best of anything, but, uh, it just happens to people who are out in it all the time. So, uh, keep those in mind, you know, as you go out and venture out into the, into the world. Now, if, if something does happen, if you do get stuck in a snowdrift or, or, uh, spin off and, and you're on the side of the road. Um, there are some survival tips uh, that, again, came from this emergency management team of Wisconsin. I think these are good tips, um, stuff that uh, people that have lived up here in the North Country for a long time. I mean, there's some really remote areas out here, but it's some stuff that we that I've known for a long time. But there's there's some good things here that uh, that some good tips here for for surviving if you get stuck in a snowbank. Probably the biggest one is keep your gas tank at least half full. So don't let it run down to empty. If you slide off into the ditch or into snow drifts, if you have enough gas, you'll be fine. You can you can kind of ration it out and and keep the heater going. It's probably your uh, probably the biggest thing is just staying warm. So if you have enough gas, you should be fine. And really, um, you know, cold weather does funky things to liquids like your oil will turn to more of a solid and your gas diesel gas will turn into a gel if it's really cold out so um don't let your gas go down less than a quarter tank in the winter it's just bad things happen your gas line will freeze up um and it'll have a hard time starting it so um keep enough gas in there you got to remember sometimes there's there is water in in that gas mixture not that you're adding it in there but when they when they blend the gases and uh, different gas mixtures i mean there is a little bit of water in there and if it gets if your gas gets low those lines will freeze up and you'll have a really tough time starting your car the older cars it was this was prevalent and you'd have you'd have trouble with with your vehicles um and you'd have to go out. Uh, we were just talking about this with Julie's dad. You know, every every four hours, I remember my dad doing this. We'd plug in our cars at night to keep the uh, the fluids circulating. And every four hours, you'd have to go out and start your car because car technology was not that great. Uh, the chokes were not that great. They would, you know, things would freeze, and uh, it was a real bear to get your car started in the morning. Um, so. Every four hours they are out there starting their car, letting them run. And I think so. this is where some of that keep more than a quarter tank of fuel in your, in your uh, keep a quarter tank full came from. But it's a good practice, especially, again, if you slide off and you're in a snow, di- a snow bank or a ditch, uh, you can keep your car warm. And, it, and that's really the key in this kind of weather is keeping warm, keeping out of the wind, because that's where you'll get your frostbite. That's where you'll really get cold. Uh, survival tip number two, tell someone your route and let them know your, your approximate schedule. This is a, this is key. You know, if nobody knows where you're going, nobody's going to miss you. So until it's too late. So let somebody know where you're going, give them a rough schedule. Hey, I'm going to be up here in Winthrop, Minnesota. 
be home by five. You know, if something doesn't happen, send out the, the chopper, send the chopper, but, uh, let somebody know your rough schedule and, uh, and where you're going that way you'll be missed and they can start somewhere. They can start looking somewhere. Survival tip number three, if you are stuck, if you're stuck or you're stuck in a ditch or a snow, snow bank, stay with the car. Again, if you got enough gas, you'll be able to keep warm. You know, your vehicle will be your shelter. One of the most important survival tips is having shelter, having water, having shelter, right? And that car will keep you out of the wind. I've been out in the wind here over the past two weeks with this really bad cold. And and even some of these places that aren't heated, a shelter that isn't heated, heated you'll 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 stay in there because you're out of the wind. That wind just takes it out of you, especially when the wind chill is dropping to minus 20, minus 30. I've been out in that kind of weather and it really does stink. So stay with the car. You know, somebody's going to come along that road. They will see you. Uh, they'll see your vehicle. And if you have that emergency kit, having, you know, the flare or the flashlight or even a marker that you can tie onto your, uh, your antenna, you know, somebody will see you. Number four, crack your window and get fresh air. Now, you're going to want to do this because when it's snowing hard or it's blowing and you do get stuck in a drift or a ditch, um, that snow can pile up around your your exhaust pipe. And if you aren't venting that exhaust, it's going to come in your cab or where you are. And, and we don't want you to get carbon monoxide poisoning. That would be bad. So, you know, go out and check your tailpipe every now and then, clear snow from it, and also keep keep your uh, window cracked a little bit. And then, you know, you might be able to hear a, a vehicle or snowmobile that's come along that path. So always crack your window. Tip number five, avoid overexertion. This would be, um, you know, you're panicking. And so you start shoveling snow around your tires or, or pushing your car. You can suddenly get pretty hot and sweaty, especially if you have a lot of layers on, like we talked about in episode, um, in the last episode, the winter tips episode. Uh, you've got a lot of layers on. You start to sweat because you're working hard. Um, and as you know, wet, wet clothing loses its insulation value. You start to get pretty cold when you're wet and that wind is hitting you so you could get chilled and in the worst case you could get hypothermia so um you know avoid overexertion you know in some cases with this heavy wet snow um people have gotten hard they have had heart attacks when they're shoveling this heavy heavy wet snow now our last two snowfalls were really powdery uh, it wasn't heavy, wet snow, but we do get those um, at some point in the season. We will get those. So, you know, just pay attention to your body, pay attention to how much effort you're putting in, pay attention to what's going on, or the conditions around you. So uh, if you start to get hot and sweaty, you know, you're going to want to get inside and, and get that stuff off. And uh, number six was an interesting tip from from uh, the Wisconsin Emergency Management Team. They said, don't expect to be comfortable as you wait for help. So, you know, you might get a little cold out there. It might get chilly. Um, help might not come for a bit. So, again, this comes back to what we talked about in episode, um, episode uh, the winter tips episode, wear layers. You know, stay warm, 
be as try to make yourself as comfortable as possible, as warm as possible, but really um, stay outside of the elements, stay out of the wind, stay as warm as you can and survive until you're found. That's really key. Okay. So those are some pretty good tips from, from those folks. I mean, uh, essentially I was kind of working through those yesterday as I was stuck in that little drift, but, uh, I was able to get it out. Thank you. Whoever you were, the lady that was starting to stop, this nice lady was stopping and she was going to try to help me somehow. I don't know if she was going to try to hit the accelerator as I pushed or, or what we were going to do exactly. But I appreciate it, lady. Uh, if you see somebody stuck in a ditch or on the side of the road, stop and help. Um, maybe it's nothing more than a phone call. Chances are they've already called somebody and they have a tow truck on the way, but, but you never know. I mean, maybe their phone's dead. Maybe they're maybe they don't know what to do. Uh, maybe they're from out of town and just don't know. So, um, you know, just help other people in need, especially this time of year with it's being so cold, so dangerous out there. Um, you really don't want to march across the field. If you look on the post on smallscalelife.com, uh, I put a picture of a, uh, of a field and it's just a tundra, nothing but drifts and white snow, nothing out there. And if you want to trudge across that to quote unquote, try to find help, you're going to get awfully cold, awfully fast. You don't know how big those drifts are. You don't know where you're going. Um, there's a lot of space out there. This is, uh, out in the prairie. There's a lot of a lot of big sky out there, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, the, the mesas up in Colorado, Montana. These ga- areas get really cold really fast. And, uh, um, you know, stay with your car, stay warm and just help other people. And that's and that's really key. In the last episode, we did talk about warming up your car. Um, so on these cold days, going out, starting it up. You know, getting the car, getting the fluids moving, uh, not just jumping in your car and expecting to drive off like you would in the summer, but starting your car and letting it warm up, letting it, letting the, uh, letting it all start to work and the fluids heat up. Now you have to be careful. We've got a, we do have an issue right now in the Twin Cities where I think uh, since December first we've had 31 or maybe 35 people have stolen cars that are warming up. So you really have to be careful. Secure your car. You know, I'm always worried about that here in our town. We are, uh, you know, we do have crime in the area and uh, it would be so easy for people to come up and, and jump into a car that's warming up and just drive away. But uh, it has happened here in the Twin Cities. It continues to happen. So if you're going to do it, you know, secure your car, lock it up, have it a spare key um, and uh, just don't allow somebody to just jump in your car and drive away. So... So that's really all I had for winter driving and survival tips. I think uh, this is good stuff for me to remember, and uh, I'm going to start working on a on a kit for my car. Um, I've got some pieces here and there. Uh, there are kits available that you can buy. I think I do have a, a kit, uh, a store-bought kit, but there's some things I want to add to it, especially like the blanket and the food. Um, so... You know, have these things available because you never know when you might need it, and you don't. You never expect to be stuck in a in a ditch or a or a snowbank. Things happen fast sometimes. Uh, deer could jump out in front of you, swerve and hit some ice, and suddenly you're in a ditch. I mean, these things happen all the time, um, especially up here in the North Country. So, uh, but we are moving on. Um, 
We've got Christmas right around the corner. Uh, I've got some things coming f- to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to have a little podcast here towards the end of the week, um, which is going to be kind of fun. I hope uh, you enjoyed the <laughs> the start of the podcast with the jingle bells. That was kind of cool. That's an idea I had here, but I'm uh, going to try to make it more fun. Um, we're going to have New Year's coming up, uh, and Jay... Jay and I have already talked about uh, sitting down and doing a one-year anniversary of the Small Scale Life podcast, so that our first podcast was posted on New Year's Day. So we're going to do that again. I do have a little bit of time off. I'll be uh, plugging that into the blog. Stick around for the blog. Check that out. I'm going to do some organizing here this week. As I have some time off, I'll be able to... uh, do some more organizing and uh, based on some conversations in um, the small scale gardening Facebook group, it's just showed me again that I need to put some really basic gardening 101 uh, posts together, garden planning 101 and some really basic elements together. Um, You know, we're going to get into January and people are going to start seedlings. So it's going to be time to start planning and thinking about your 2017 garden. Ha, 2017 gardens are coming, guys. So it's going to be time to start thinking about those. Um, You know, what what do you want to grow? What are you going to eat? What do you like to eat? Does it make sense to grow those things? How big do those plants get? So I'm going to start to write about those topics. But if you're part of the small scale uh, gardening, small scale gardening group, Facebook group, um, kind of walking through, walking somebody through the basics of what they need to think about as they start to plan their 2017 garden. It was a little, it's a little overwhelming. It can be a little like, oh my gosh, I want to plant all this stuff and I don't have the space. Well, yeah, you probably don't have the space, but let's kind of walk you through what's most important to you. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of a fun exercise. And, um, you know, this year I'm going to be moving my garden out as we prepare for the next phase here of uh, where we're going to be. But my garden is going somewhere else, and I'm going to be experimenting with very small scale garden, <laughs> small scale gardening um, here at the property. So, oh. Lots of good stuff coming, everybody. So thanks for tuning in to Small Scale Life. Thank you again for following. We've got uh, all kinds of social media out there from um, Facebook to Twitter to Instagram. Uh, Check out Instagram or the Small Scale Life Facebook group or Twitter because those three are connected. And uh, every day I put up a new post, a new picture with some with some text on Instagram and it feeds those two. Um, oh, I've also uploaded some new videos on the small scale life gardening channel, um, <clears throat> or small scale life channel. It's more gardening stuff, some garden updates that kind of, uh, kind of got shoved to the rear and, uh, finally having a chance to edit those. I put two up this week, uh, up yesterday. I'll be putting up a couple more trying to catch everything up and get ready for the 2017 campaign. So lots of stuff going on. We're going to have some guests here for the Small Scale Life podcast coming back. As far as the Healthy Lifestyle podcast go, we'll see where that takes us. But, uh, you know, the good things are happening. So stay tuned, everybody. But, uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you go to iTunes and rate us there. Give us some good ratings. I hope you're learning something from this podcast. Uh, Again, we're on Stitcher. So if you're a big Stitcher fan, feel free to listen to us there. Um, But we'll catch you very soon, okay? Continue to learn, do, and grow. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody.